This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We'll let Nikki recover tomorrow. And while she's doing that, you and I will look around this place. Really search it. We have to find a boat. I didn't say anything, but nodded. That was the last thing I remember before I dozed off to sleep. There is a space between reality and fantasy, between light and dark, between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is called The Feeding. You belong here. Part 8. Children's Rhyme The next day was even darker and gloomier than the ones that preceded it. I found Kevin sitting at the table, chewing a stale cracker out of an old box. Good morning, I said cheerfully as I passed him. Nothing good about it, he said, his voice flat and distant. She was awake earlier. Kevin nodded towards Nikki. I looked up to where she was and saw her laying on her side, her back to us, peacefully snoozing away. What did she say? I wanted to know. Well, not much about herself. Strangely, she asked about the cellar. Told me it kept her awake all night. She said she woke up when the door swung open. She heard somebody whisper. Thought it was us. He looked at me now. You and me, that is. My heart jumped when he said it. That cellar door was locked. I knew that for sure. Yet the whispering. I thought of Frank again. Could he be hiding in there? Do... Do you know what the whispering was about? I said, trying to hide my discomfort as much as possible. No, Kevin was still looking at me. His gaze intense. Interrogating. Perhaps he thought I was hiding something, and... I guess I was, because I never told him about the footprints. Have you tried opening the cellar door since last night? I asked. Oh... I tried, Kevin said and went up to it. I tried for half an hour, until I gave up. I don't think I've pulled anything that hard before, he said as he leaned over and gave it another hard pull. Nothing, he said loudly and kicked at the handle in frustration. Nikki stirred and sat up, frightened from the noise she heard. Oh, oh my God, she said. Oh, please tell me I'm out of these woods. You're not, Kevin said. You're in a cabin right in the middle of them. Nikki glanced at the two of us, a look of distress on her face. I went up to her and sat on the side of the bed. Yes, we are in a cabin, but we are safe here. 
I reassured her. There are three of us here now, and we'll be leaving tomorrow. Do you think you'll be able to walk then? Nikki looked at me, and then Kevin, then me again. Her face changed, and she let out a quiet, odd laugh. You actually think you'll leave this place? Her face contorted into something menacing and angry. Sure will, Kevin said and went to the table. Do you want some tea? He picked up a cup and started pouring. But I could tell he was very angry and frustrated. He was shaking the dishes, making a lot of noise, as if throwing things around. Nikki leaned back on her elbows, eyeing us both with a strange look. You have no idea where you are, do you? She asked finally. She spoke the words quietly, but they came out harsh, making her sound sinister. That's why we gotta go, was Kevin's reply. I did not stir, only looked on to the scene. Nikki laughed again, a strange laugh that was almost contemptuous. (laughs) No, you two don't understand. None of us are going nowhere. We are here for the feeding. Kevin stopped fumbling around and turned back to look at Nikki. I froze. Something in these words was so uncomfortable. The feeding. What was she talking about? I had no idea, but inside I felt like I knew. I knew that this was the feeling I'd been getting all along. The uneasiness of it all. The anxiety. The footsteps. Hey, this is Chris from the Criminal Perspective Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast you're currently listening to on the Crawl Space Media Network, consider checking out Criminal Perspective. On Criminal Perspective, I take 11 years of my experience corresponding with notorious murderers and I bring it directly to you. At times, I'll give you interviews directly with the most heinous murderers imaginable, like Nico Klo, the Vampire of Paris. I read that I read that you found some cookies in his kitchen and you just sat there eating cookies, watching them squirm around and die. Yeah, it wasn't actual cookies. I think I, uh, I think it was bread, just bread. But uh, yeah, yeah, I ate something. I just sat sat down on the corner and watched him die, basically. Other times, I'll bring you survivors of violent crime telling their harrowing tales themselves, like Shasta McLean, who survived being abducted by serial killer Joseph Duncan. After being at that campsite for like two, like a week or two, he had asked me how I wanted to die. He said because uh, I had to choose one or the other. It could either be quick or it could, or, you know, it could be the slow process. So he gave me the option of being strangled to death, where he gave me the option of being shot. So please check out Criminal Perspective on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are heard. Criminal Perspective is a cross-based media podcast.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We find that in these times, everyone needs some time to chill out and relax. That's why we're excited to announce this week's sponsor, Boston Green Health. Boston Green Health is a local provider of CBD products that specializes in oils, topicals, gummies, and edibles. Boston Green Health's plant-based products can provide natural relief and rest for the mind, body, and soul. As one of New England's premier hemp-based companies, they offer a variety of all-natural CBD products that use a blend of locally sourced hemp extract. Visit bostongreenhealth.com for premium CBD oil, a delicious variety of CBD-infused gummies, luxurious handcrafted topicals, and a product line for pets. Podcast listeners can receive 20% off of any purchase by using the show code PI20. That's P-I-20. Boston Green Health takes pride in being New England's most trusted CBD brand. What are you talking about? Kevin was angry. I could see that on his face. There was also something else in his voice. Fear? Was it fear I detected? Nikki laughed loudly, but it was a deranged sound. I saw tears cover her face at once. The odd laugh was still there, but she was actually crying. I don't want to be here. I knew it. I just knew they would get me, Nikki wailed. She dug her face into the bedsheets and screamed. Kevin was at the foot of the bed in a moment. She's getting hysterical, he touched her back. Nikki pushed him away. Leave me alone. Her voice was muffled and distant. I stood up and pushed Kevin aside. Hold on, hold on. From up close, I could tell he was very uneasy. Let's give her some time to calm down, and then maybe we can get something out of her. What is she talking about? Kevin did not seem to hear me at all. Kevin, get her some water. She needs to calm down. Then we can ask questions. Kevin looked at me for the first time since Nikki woke up, as if noticing that I was indeed there, in the room with him. He nodded and moved away. In the meantime, I picked Nikki up. Her face was messy and red, streaked with the tears from crying. You need to calm down, I told her calmly. Kevin approached with a glass of water and I motioned to it. Have some. Nikki did not move. She just stared ahead, looking at nothing. She was quiet for a minute. I knew he would do it, 
she said quietly. Kevin and I exchanged a look. It wasn't supposed to be me this time. That bastard. Do you know where we are? I asked quietly. I've never been here before. Nobody has. Nobody really knows if this place truly exists. You can't know until you're here. So where are we? Nowhere, Nikki said. Nowhere at all. Kevin was losing his patience, I could tell. I motioned for him to keep quiet. Nikki was not going to tell us anything if he started losing his patience with her. Are you from the town? I was passing through a little town. Don't remember the name. Do you know how far away we are from the road? Nikki looked up at me, and an odd smile spread itself on her face again. She shook her head slowly. You're here for a reason. Don't you see? They wanted you to go into the woods. And nobody will find you again. Won't know where to look. How is that? Kevin interjected. This place is not even on a map. Nikki shot back. Or the town. None of it's really here. That's why you will never leave. And nobody will ever find you. What is this place then? I was starting to lose my patience too. Nikki sounded insane. Darkness lives here. Nikki lay on her side and curled up like a child. And darkness is hungry. You don't know just how hungry darkness can be. Kevin leaned close to me, and in a quiet voice, he whispered in my ear, She is crazy. I have no idea what she's talking about. I looked back at Nikki, and a part of me knew she was not lying. Even though she sounded crazy, there was something to all of this. The strange way in which both Kevin and I found ourselves here. The oddness of the whole place. Before I could say another word, Nikki turned to us. You know, there's a children's rhyme about this place. Everyone in the town knows it. We all know. But never talk about this place. Not until the feeding time. And when is that? Kevin folded his arms and stared at Nikki. Every few years or so, there's no way to know until things start to happen. Both Kevin and I stayed quiet, letting Nikki talk. She sighed and wiped her face with the back of her sleeve. When people start to go missing, or things start to die, suicides... It's different each time, but when the darkness comes, it has to be fed. So we all do it. Better someone else than us. I thought back to my encounter with Frank. Could it be? Or was Nikki really losing her mind? I was quiet for a few minutes. The only sound was Kevin pacing around, pensive and irritated. The tension in the room had increased, and I thought of things to say in order to break that tension. 
Nikki sat up then and moved her blonde, thinned hair out of her face. She blew her nose into a dirty napkin she clutched in her hand. I studied her closer then. How thin and disheveled she was, with dirty stains on her arms and dry blood streaking her pale skin. Nikki then started speaking. Her voice was slow and quiet, her gaze frozen to a spot on the ceiling. Hungry, wretched, scary beast, in the forest, in the mist. You must feed it with your soul. While you're sleeping, it will grow. It will stalk you in the dark. Watch for face without one mark. If you see it, be aware. It will drown you in your fear. If you want it to retreat, you must feed it with fresh meat. If you feed it twice or thrice, it will spare you from demise. Forest, forest, cold and dark, it will tear your life apart. On the next episode of The Feeding. Kevin, where are you? Then all I felt was the world suddenly dropping and my body hit the ground in an instant. I tripped over something. I rubbed my knees and hands, which hurt from the fall. As I tried to get up, I felt a hand on my arm, pulling me up in one swift motion, and I saw Kevin standing next to me, helping me up. His face was beaming. Thank you for listening to The Feeding, a crawlspace media production of a pie rational story, narrated by Valerie Bogart. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.